tomorrow and that is it for us today and we will leave you with a I can't do it we'll do it live okay. we'll do it live Fuck it. do it live I can I'll write it and we'll do it live fucking thing sucks Recording this on Monday, February 24th, 2020, in Studio A at Battle Creek Studios. And you are listening to OOTW 96.5, Something Light. As always, I'm your host, they call me Woody, and with me tonight, co-host, Ian the Intern. Greetings. Greetings, friend. <laughs> Hello, friend. Hello, friend. <laughs> Little inside friend. joke. Anyways, uh, recap pod. We did have a preview, pro- preview pod. It was awful straight ass and so we're not gonna we're not gonna murder your guys's ears with that uh with that no. recording that'll sit in the uh the files to be released uh Oof. later maybe it might be sitting in the trash can after tonight. we might just delete it we might yeah just, i think uh, we should delete it we have a couple that like we could sit on and we could release later maybe a couple interviews i don't know no no one special mm-hmm. just like miley cyrus and <laughs> we're out in la ran to her <laughs> Quick 30 minutes, sit down. Quick uh, 30 for 30. <laughs> but uh, no, we're just going recap pod as, uh, well, we kind of alluded to it after the first so. episode. Uh, we just got back from L.A. Yep. Uh, a couple days ago. So it's Monday morning. We got back Friday morning. Yes. At like 1230 We landed morning. Thursday night at 1143 p.m. Got in your car at 1230. After midnight. Yeah. So Friday night. Um, Yeah. So we're just... Recapping the trip is pretty uh, monumental mm. at times. Yeah, at times. Maybe we'll, we'll discuss the, the, the highs and the lows. But Correct. Uh, overall first impressions, now being back and back to the shittiness that is Minnesota. It fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks being like having to do things that you're supposed to do. Like, re- like, hit, like resuming life. Resuming life. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, we the harshest in, part. Uh, yeah, we're in vacation mode, spending money like whatever. <sighs> At least I was. Y- you definitely um, were, and we definitely will cover that part oh, later yeah. on. So I mean, like I was just spending money, not giving a fuck, <laughs> which is always great. I, as much as we tried to talk about it too when we were out there, I think that's my first like huge impression. After wow, it sucks to be back. Was we? I mentioned out there, I was. Just living it like it was the next day. You know. I just happened to be in L.A. for that part. I wasn't treating it like vacation or a trip. Um, I was trying to just be like, listen, yesterday I was in 10-degree weather in Minnesota, and today I'm in 70-degree weather in 
Southern California. Southern California. And that was it. And that was how I treated it. Being back here now, I find it a lot harder to be like, yesterday I was in 70 degree. Oh, yeah. Sunny Southern California. And now I'm back in, to be fair, it was like 43 degrees today, I think. It was. Um, like, But, you know, 40 degree, 30 degree weather here in Minnesota, seeing a bunch of melting snow for the next six to eight weeks. It's fucking AIDS. At least I didn't have to go to work right after, though. Yeah, which twelve hours we <laughs> land, and twelve hours later I get to get ready for work. Would you, looking back on it, wish you would have taken that Friday shift off? This coming Friday, the one you just worked. No, so you made enough money to make it justifiable yeah. and just be tired. For well, three I days. think any money I made <laughs> would have made it justifiable <laughs> because of how much money I blew. That's true. Okay, so you. But okay, I mean it wasn't all that bad. I mean, I was working proho. So like it was whatever, super easy night. But so prohibition bar upstairs, yep, correct. It's a little bit more like, laxed, themed, maybe. Maybe themed, yeah. It's not nightclub. Sure. It's you're with a significant other or a couple buddies, and you're pretty much just chilling. Upscale dive bar. Yeah. Okay. Expensive upscale dive Very bar. Very expensive. Yeah. We went over this multiple times that you yeah. can get away with like. $30 for a Grey Goose and soda. $15 and change for a, a rail Red Bull vodka. Yeah, Man, which is nuts. Which is, I mean, yeah. Rail right. being um, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Which isn't a terrible, that's actually a pretty good rail. Right. That's, I mean, that's for, it's not, for being a rail. It's not like you're getting like Kharkov or Phillips or right. uh, uh, Hawkeye. Oh. Ooh. Uh, I actually didn't mind, I did not mind Barton's at all. Actually, mm. I would gladly drink that again. Um, I might be a little biased because that was the one we picked for like the rail system we had at mm. Tavern that we worked at that. But um, anyways, back to the L.A. stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you feel now being back and the trip being over? So, so recapping general like logistical things here. We both left on Saturday. You left in the morning. I left Correct. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you were out there all pretty much Saturday day. I got in late, like 4.30-ish local time, Saturday afternoon. I uh, got the rental, which big ups to Enterprise and Mercedes. Yeah. Um, it's the reason you go Some Enterprise over, over Alamo. Absolutely. <laughs> we can um, maybe talk about that later, but yeah. always, always go to Enterprise. It Seamless. Seamless. You might be spending a little bit more money, but sure. like you're paying for infrastructure and like ease of mind. Yes. And ease of picking it up and returning it ain't no bullshit no the 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 biggest issue we had was i turned too early into the return car lane mm. and it ended up just being visitor parking and i yeah. was kind of like a dumbass for a little bit but and you had to drive a whole 34 feet yep <laughs> um no but yeah i had the uh the 2020 mercedes glc <sighs> 300 that's how we roll the base model you know no nav um no no moon roof sunroof whatever people prefer to call that um so there were there were cons to the car. Okay, yeah, but but overall, smooth ride. Real smooth. Real smooth. Um, it was phenomenal coming from, uh, the 2009 Acura TL that I currently drive, and the 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee <laughs> that I ride drive. So, so huge upgrade over that. That was brutal having to jump in the Acura when we got back on Thursday night, Friday morning, and the turn rate turn radius not not the same. Uh, the, uh, the communication from my driving abilities to the car and trying to drive that on the road did not feel the same. 
It was cold as shit. So, and the <laughs> car was nice. Oh, man. It was nice. Being a base model still, still super nice. It was not bad. No. Yeah. I, again, if it was my car, there'd be a couple Some upgrades couple upgrades made, but it wasn't but, that bad. Uh, anyways, yeah. So we got out there Saturday, stayed through pretty much Thursday. Our flight mm-hmm. left 6.30 local time, so we pretty much had to be done with uh, the fun At fun four. stuff by like 4. I think yeah. that's pretty much what happened, but... Um, so we had a solid, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes, I'm counting my fingers, Thursday. So, like, five five, day, five full days. Yeah, you know, half yeah. a half little, and then a little something. You probably had closer to, like, six full days getting yeah. out there in the morning. My Saturday when I flew out was pretty much shot, um, which was fine. I I would have been by myself. Mm-hmm. I tried the whole, like, solo traveling thing. Mixed bag on that. I understand both sides. Right. I definitely lean very hard to I'd rather travel with somebody. Yep. Because there's a lot of times you're just like, I still get, I hate the word anxiety because I think it's overused. And when people actually have anxiety issues or like problems, I think that's a very serious thing that like takes like attention. But when people are just like, like, for example, we could call it social anxiety of traveling alone. Mm -hmm. It's not anxiety. It's not no, the same thing. It's, it's just I'm not comfortable. It's just, yeah, being uncomfortable. But I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'll get there. I just have to get through it, and I don't have somebody there to, like, talk to about it with. Right. That was really it. But um, there's parts I did kind of like. I kind of like the whole, like, it's just me mm-hmm. part of it. Um, Something different, at least. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of was a, kind of like a element of, like, a... Uh, like a traveler from the past, mm. like pre-internet state days of just like, hey, you're kind of by yourself and have to kind of figure some stuff out for you. So I didn't mind that, but in general, I would much rather like, fly out in. with somebody and yeah. like be with, yeah, and like have that a second like opinion of like, hey, are we supposed to go here? Are we supposed to go there? Or, like, where are we supposed to go or whatever? Actually, now that you think about it, I only have been traveling solo the yeah. last three times I've flown. Including yeah. the LA one with your yeah yeah yeah. Because I met him out there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we met up at LAX because we flew in at pretty much similar times, mm-hmm. but we flew out of different places. That's right. That's so right. the last three times I've flown solo dolo. I've only stayed like overnight by myself three different times. They're all one-nighters. I've never stayed overnight somewhere else by myself, I don't think. that that That's what kind of threw me off. I think there was... Um, I think I could do the flying by myself if I'm going mm-hmm. to meet up with somebody. I think that part wouldn't be a big issue, but the whole um, flying by myself, renting the car by myself, having to figure out food by myself, which I'm still, I'm always geeked out like a little bit still about like the going to movies or going to dinner by myself. <sighs> Something I should probably get over. That might be one of those things I challenge myself to do in the next like two months of just go to a movie by myself and deal with it. I don't know about the movie by myself. I just... Going to dinner by myself has always been kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if I am by myself, I either tend to eat in, or mm-hmm. if that's not an option, fast food. And then I go home, yeah. or I go wherever, and then I, like, watch TV or watch YouTube or whatever and, yep. and eat. Uh, I always feel weird. Like, I think I have gone to, like, a restaurant once by myself. Um, I'm trying to think of when that was, though. I've sat at a bar killing time like before work or after work or something and got yeah. food by myself doing that way but i knew the bartender like i've never mm. gone to like a, a bar where i'm like i don't know anybody that works here uh, i'm just gonna go hang out by myself and get some like food and a drink or something right I, i'm not like super into that Mm-mm. um what made this weekend specifically in this this la trip kind of weird too was when we flew out was the day after valentine's day oh, which yeah. is something that like 
I don't think either of us really like consciously think of Valentine's Day as like no. a, an important like landmark like date, but the the day after of being by yourself and flying out and doing this stuff and like having to observe like pretty much everybody else with somebody or having to spend time with somebody. Oh my god, yeah. That was like a weird thing I was like kind of aware of when I was huh. kind of in that like the airport space and stuff and doing the rental car thing and then like even the food after. I know it's Saturday, but I think there's a fair enough people that are like, hey, Friday night's not going to work. Let's do something Saturday. It's a better night for both of us, whatever. Right. Um, I kind of felt that a little bit. I ended up eating hmm. Subway Saturday night, first yeah. night out there, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I regretted instantly. <laughs> um, it was, ah, I didn't even ask for extra jalapenos. I was way off. I was just off. I was just not like myself just, at the time. Uh, just a different day. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, got to the house. But um, do you, how much do you, like scale one to 10, how much do you miss that house? I do really miss it. Mm-hmm. I think that's only because, though, of are we just talking the the house because of the location? You can miss the house however you want to frame right. the house. I miss the house a lot then. Yeah. While I think the interior decoration sucked ass, <laughs> and I would love to redo the house personally, mm-hmm. but I'm also into that kind of thing. Uh. I miss it a lot, just mm-hmm. being right on the ocean yeah, and listening to the waves crash whenever I want. Mm-hmm. And then also, I I do, okay, so the whole bedroom, the bed was kind of ass. Yeah. Um, But, and so was the fact that I woke up every morning at like 6.30 to 7 because of the traffic outside because my window was open. Yeah. But I missed that. Cause it got me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I know exactly what you mean. Cause lately, I mean, people here know, people listening probably don't know as much. Uh, I've been pretty much waking up as soon as I feel like waking up, which yeah. has been like after one p.m. most days. Right. And there's my blinds are shut. They're not like blackout blinds by any means, so light gets through, but not enough but to wake still me up. Blinds, nonetheless. Yeah, and it's just one of those deals where it's like even if they were open, there's nothing pretty to look at where like the sun waking me up yeah. versus there totally missed the oh, whole like those i had the the two sliding doors that's fucking um, crazy and the sun coming off the ocean like waking me if up you every guys, single day yeah if you guys could only see the 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 master that woody was sleeping in it was insane i never i never got to shower in that shower i know i was i was waiting for you to ask about that i, forget, I, oh, I, I was just like yeah just jump in man it was it was it it made me rethink how i want to like potentially remodel a shower here yeah. Of have the what's what are they called the the rain shower heads or whatever rain shower heads and yeah. then also the body N- the water pressure is not good enough for that so the only mm. like real experience you got out of it was the the, the rain is it called rain or is it rainforest or I forget what it's called what it, where it comes the, from the top and it just straight trickles down. down straight down on you um the first I'm not gonna lie the first night I took a shower with that after I figured it out which is shower uh-huh. number two because at the end of the first shower I finally figured out how to turn it on by mistake <laughs> um, I thought it just didn't work. Uh, to be honest, um, I definitely like just stood in there like waterfall. Maybe it's waterfall yeah. shower. Maybe it's either way. Um, and just like I've never stood under a waterfall before. Yeah. So I'm like, this must be what it feels like. And that was that was that was pretty. Uh, that at the time was the <laughs> was the highlight of the trip. Yeah. For me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. This is nice. I get this. The shower was huge too. The shower is about five so feet massive. by five feet. There's a bench in there. Um, the draining situation wasn't the best. It was definitely done by like not a plumber or like no, a uh, t- it was just tiling. done by 
by the person that owned it. Yeah. It was not done by like a shower, like redesign or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Handyman or installer or whatever. Carpenter. Um, not that I cared about that. It, I missed home though. Like the amenities of home. I missed having mm-hmm. a desk with a computer with dual monitors. I yeah. missed like. I can say the same. That was the issue for me. The TV was also in an ass fucking place in my room. It's like <laughs> weird because all the other TVs were were fine, normal. Yeah, except but for this that. one. It's just how the room was laid out. Yeah. They didn't really have an option. I don't think. No, they didn't. I thought what they should have did. Granted, this is one of those money things, right? Right. I guess if you're renting the house out, but you know how you can get the like end units of beds that can like have the TVs in them, and then the TV oh, yeah. will like rise, rise out of up it from it. That would I been thought sick. that's what they should have did was put it put that in there. Instead, they just had like a little like I forget what they call it, the like little thing you can sit on at the end of the bed. It's kind of like a step stool size, not step stool, um, but like a. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Normally, I mean? instead of a trunk, that yeah, formally at the end of a bed, it was something else. They had one of those, which, I don't know, it's whatever. The bed was sitting low enough where I was like, I could just sit on the bed and like put socks on or like, get dressed. I don't yeah. need this little thing to sit on. But, um, yeah, and then obviously like, the ocean views. So, <sighs> for those that don't know, I, I can give out the address of the house. I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. If you want to look up the house we were staying at, it was uh, 20444 Pacific Coast Highway, Malibu, California. Um, we were literally on the ocean. We yep. didn't necessarily have a walkout beach. We had a beach that was kind of down a little bit. Pretty ass. Um, yeah, but it did its you know. right. If you wanted to go look at the ocean, none of us felt like we were huge, like feeling like a beach bum vibe. No, like that I think was, it was the too cold. Thing. Yeah, it kind of f- felt like you know how there's in like the UK, if you live on like the coast of like, the oceans out there and stuff, like the waves right. crashing in the rocks, you're up on the cliffs and stuff. That's kind of how it more felt like. Yeah, and I was cool with that. That's kind of what I prefer. I, uh, but. The sun off the ocean, both sunrise, sunset, just uh, the, unmatched. Yeah, the sounds like when the we had well, that Monday a- Monday morning afternoon meeting. Yeah, that we had the sounds were just For opening now. that door, and yeah, we had traffic a little bit. You hear cars going by, but you had to pick those out. Mm-hmm. For the most part, you just heard waves crashing in the rocks. Yeah, um, it's those things that once you come back here, you're kind of like, oh, we have the. Air, the 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 <laughs> heater kicking on or the furnace kicking on sounds yeah. and like cars pulling into driveways and music yeah maybe from the roommates it yeah I I definitely like made some like new I want to call them full on decisions but new What's di- the word? I was about to say new directions. <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. I definitely found a new direction I want to take my life in. It happens to be with four other boys in a band, whatever you say. <laughs> um, no, but it was like, a, that's like a cool goal to go for, uh, yeah. where it's one of those goals that like, it's the level above attainable. Mm-hmm. So it's not realistic. Right. Um, but if... It's still something to like shoot for. Yeah, of like in the back of your mind of like, this is why you're doing this, to be able to like, the way I was... And it wasn't about the status thing for me. It wasn't about, obviously, I have money if I have this house. I think we looked it up. It was like a $3.1 million home, right. which is ridiculous. All this stuff we're saying is like ridiculous. Right. I'm not saying any of this is like super rational. Um, it was definitely like a, listen, like, let, let's like let's make this a thing. Let's not just go and be yeah. there. Let's go and be there and do it in a way that like even kind of shocks us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely like having that something of like 
the way you're just thinking and it's it's it was I, just a different way of like I think being you're just out more there. calm yeah very more peaceful with within i think that's what it was i don't know it was just and and i think anybody who's vague like vacayed and gone and just laid on the beach that's not necessarily like a popular beach no. you know yeah i would agree and i'm gonna sneeze Excuse, nice. <laughs> excuse me. Bless me. Um, and anybody's gone to like a beach and that's not populated that much and just like laid out and like napped almost and how peaceful you feel. That's kind of what I can attribute it to. It was just like another level of calmness that I don't know. It was just, I haven't experienced that in a long time mm-hmm. and it was just nuts. It was nice to obviously we were out there and we didn't have like work we didn't have stuff like we had to do, um, so like that again might make it feel a little bit different. But um, even to come home from work though and to be able to just yeah, big time. I you know I think that's for both of us where like we don't get that same sense. People get that I think like if you think of our house here where like if you got to go on the back deck on like a Friday afternoon and get home at like five p.m. Yeah. It's sunny out. It's like eighty degrees out. There's a breeze. Some people, I think, do get a kick out of just, like, looking in their backyard, looking at trees, like, just hanging out on the deck, yeah. sun's out, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they have, like, a nice, like, ice-cold Coors Light in their hand or something, something light. Something light. <laughs> um, the, Or, you know, that's why you have a house or you go, like, on a walk or something. Yeah. But for me, it was totally the whole, like, ocean's right here. And I feel like I could have maybe even got that feeling of, like, let's go meet up at a bar that's on the boardwalk or something and just mm-hmm. have that ocean background in like the Venice beach area, the Santa Monica area. Once we just found like, that on Thursday, Manhattan beach area. Right. Because like, we're yeah. regulars there. Yeah. You know, exactly. that kind of, that, we don't, I don't get that feeling from anything here. Yeah. Or like people talk about like, Oh, the river and still water and stuff. I don't but, know. But it's we grew up on it. Yeah. So we're desensitized to it. So it's not the same. I would agree. And I would also say like thinking back to like, I think that's what made Santa Monica and Venice so comfortable to me and yeah. why it was so desirable to be in a place like Manhattan Beach mm-hmm. where, like, I'm from Stillwater, a very tourist-driven, like, experience kind of town. So my whole, like, growing up from was it also was, like was in Still yeah Stillwater, like a place where it's, like, a lot of outsiders, a lot of shops that are catering towards, like, the, the tourist season and stuff like that, a lot of different things that are there that are now, like, Instagrammable or something like that. Um, that'd be a little bit more kind of like modern day stuff, but, um, you know, that whole vibe of like so many people telling you how great your town is, but like for you, it's just, it's, it's just, just home. home. Yeah. It's not anything it's special boring. where Manhattan beach kind of felt like that. No, this is a town, not a des- like just destination, not touristy, yeah. but has everything you're looking for and just has that kind of like, Oh, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Cause I've already done the, the Santa Monica Venice beach thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think. Again, just it, I it just was a different like space that yeah, I was in I, out there. Yeah, just I agree. And also, I mean, being out there for the third time in like six months, I was kind of also going into it with that kind of mindset of like already. And you kind of put a goal on yourself to try to move out to Southern California in like two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, look at this as more of just you're hanging out with friends. Yeah. In Southern California, you're not tourist. Yeah. You're not in a tourist mindset. And I don't think, 
even the second time I was out there, I wasn't really like touristy mm-hmm. um, necessarily, but yeah, I was really just trying to look at it like, all right, so what would it be like if me and three friends were just kicking it? We're just going to get food here. Yeah. And we're just going to go, you know, get footage or whatever, you know, exactly. wherever. No, I think there's a good part of um, the of being out there where it was like, take Tuesday, for example, of it just kind of grand was a Tuesday, but say it was, a, it just kind of felt like a Saturday or a day right. we all had off. Say we're yeah. all like bartenders out there and we just have that Tuesday off. It's like, yo, what do you want to do? Like, hey, I wouldn't mind getting some B-roll footage for this thing I'm working on. Oh, dope. Like, hey, then let's go catch... Let's go catch lunch down at that one restaurant down mm-hmm. in Venice Beach on the boardwalk there. Yeah, I heard, like, burgers are pretty solid. You know, it's just, it wasn't like the food had to be, like, this whole, you like, know, thing. Next level. Yeah. Um, yo, when Michelin you're here, you restaurant. have to try yeah. this because it's super famous, you mm-hmm. know? No, it was just like, hey, I heard that place is pretty good. Yeah. No, let's just hey, do they have there. food? They have burgers? They have sandwiches? They have tacos? Fuck cool. Yeah. Let's just go, go there. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And that was, like, the whole thing of, like, I think – we did a really good job at not making it bigger than what it was and putting right. these expectations on it where all of a sudden now the trip and the experience was never going to be like attainable in terms of like standards met. Mm-hmm. We were just like, what are we doing today? Especially food wise. I yeah. think we had one issue with the timing of restaurants closing and when we ate, which ironically was that Tuesday where we just yeah. went to the morning <laughs> and had the, the like lunch at two thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was just like, listen, we don't need to go to like these places that have like the best burger ever, the best mm-hmm. steak ever. This or like the food all all is probably gonna be pretty good, and that's probably honestly like a good like takeaway for in general when you go mm-hmm. out to eat. It probably just find something you want to eat. It's yeah. probably gonna be pretty pretty good, good enough. Yeah, it it's not. Is it gonna be the best thing you ever had? No, but no. you also might find that randomly, and that's how you kind of find some of those things. But yeah, as long as there's stuff you can eat there and you mm-hmm. enjoy eating it, it's probably more about like what you're doing around that mm-hmm. rather than that itself. Um, I think too many restaurants these days, as we kind of break off in a little industry here, tangent, but try to go for the food is the experience. Yeah. And I'm like, you better be fucking like, golden with yeah. that chef back yeah. there because. And let's be real, he probably isn't. No. Like, especially he, if you're in the Midwest. Oh, he, I'm sure you can do great things. But honestly, it's probably just as great as the next guy doing that same yeah, thing. It's and risky. At the, and at the end of the day, eighty percent of the meals that people want are simple things that are just done at a like quality level, not even like right. not even like a great or excellent level. Just something that's like, give me something really solid, really good, really quality, mm-hmm. and that's all we're really looking for. Because again, we'll create the experience, and then as long as the food doesn't do anything to like bring attention to itself in a negative way the experience itself is going to make this food taste yep. even better. And that's kind of how I felt like food was for the most part out there. I don't think I ate anything where I'm like, you know what? Next time we go out there, we got to go back. But there's a couple places we went and ate where I'm like, honestly, like the, was it the Olno or Olo or whatever? Where I'm like, let's go back there because we didn't have a bad experience doing it. No. The lunch was probably better than the dinner for me personally, but like. I, I agree. The experience of it, it was like, that probably drove us why we went twice, to be honest. Yeah. The absolutely. Whole it was super solid and the environment was sick. Yeah, it exactly. It's in a strip mall. Is there anything special about it? No. Um, the sushi place next to it actually was probably a little bit better because mm. a bunch of celebrities were there, but we couldn't figure out who they were. They're just being very, very coy Secretive. about it a little bit. But uh, kind of even last little bit about this. What's the uh, what's like the thing you miss the most about it about being back? 
I just, I mean two things. Um, obviously the weather, but I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah, that's kind of a lame answer. Sure. Yeah, but um, it makes sense. But it, I mean, it's realistic. Yeah, you know, having s- nine months of nice weather out there. Yeah. Um, not counting June, July, August because it's hot as fuck. Yep. Um, but having nine months of nice weather versus four here, five at the most. You know, we have five months of possibly like potential. I would say we have five months here of the worst days out there. So those days that are like 95 plus out there and it's, yeah. and it's like way too hot, which I don't think it ever happens on the West side, by the way, because of the mm. ocean. Yeah. I hear that like it can get hot, but because of the water and the breeze and stuff, you're going to be okay relatively. Mm-hmm. But like when you're inner city or in the Valley or something like that, it gets brutal. Yeah. Um, But like, I would say out of like the June, July, August, there's maybe like what thirty days where it's like this is unbearable, and the right. rest are kind of like this kind of sucks, but we whatever. But we do that now. We, whenever. we have five times that many days here. Oh yeah, and it's just like I'm fucking sick of it. At some point, mm-hmm. at some point, you can only grind it out through, and that's why like I like going in January, February because because it breaks that up, and it's just like, oh, but yeah. What's the second thing? Um, Weather one. Fashion culture. I'm just gonna group that into a big term. Yeah. Um. Being able to go out to, you know, a number of different stores, range, just the range is incredible, mm-hmm. and having people out there think the same way I do about fashion, think differently I, about I do than fashion, but in still in, but but still in a fashion mindset, if they're thinking differently. Sure. Um, and just having the possibility to buy clothes in person, opposed to online. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh because I was going to go to the Mall of America when we got back, like Friday, Saturday. I mm-hmm. had some stuff and some errands I needed to run and things like that. And I didn't make it out there, but I just kind of remember thinking, like, why didn't you just do it out there? Like, you're comfortable here. And the mm-hmm. stores, for sure, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely comfortable with, um, like, walking around the Mall of America. Which I know a lot of people here, especially from Minnesota, like, hate going there. I actually yeah. like, really like going there. Um because I, I just again I don't make it bigger than what it is I'm just mm-hmm. here and they have a bunch of food and stuff and people watch and walk around and get some exercise exactly. especially in the winter when it's like I fuck fuck outside mm-hmm. um but no I get the fashion thing I again it was just kind of like what people are about now add it with a great like with a grain of salt there of there's a decent amount of like pretty much everybody there is something that they're not and trying yeah. to convince you of that absolutely I didn't feel that when we were out there I know it exists, though. Oh, I, yeah. So I could separate the two of, like, just because I don't see it and I'm not looking for it because I don't want to look for it right now mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not prevalent in existence. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen it out there. At least I, you can usually tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, quick quick side funny story. Yeah. Um, when we were leaving Rodeo Drive, uh, which I can probably talk about in a bit, but we were walking, so not on Rodeo, but the street on the other side, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Some dude pulls up in a Jaguar F-Type blaring his music. Um, So I look, you know, and it's some dude, his top's down, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to – It's the dude looked like a typical douchebag. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So whatever that picture in your head is, that's the dude (laughs) in the the car. Yeah. He's by himself. He's just playing some dumb, shitty music. Like not even rap or anything, Mm -hmm. but like some weird pop. That's like, why huh. the fuck are you listening to this? And why do you look proud that you're listening to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It was just super... I I didn't even know what the song was, you know? And I look, 
And then he looks at me. He, like, smirks, and he's, like, doing this weird, like, look at me dance. I'm in a Jaguar F-Type, you know? Yep. Everybody's looking at me because my music's way too loud. <laughs> and I'm just, like, and I literally laughed and, like, continued walking. And I'm, like, you're a tool. It. I do get a little worried that, like, what if that's what I look like when I'm just, like, zoned out and just, like, kind of in my own, like, place? But mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's no. close to that. I'd probably check you. If you were, <laughs> that's fair. I, the problem is, I'm usually doing it when I'm just by myself. Oh. So like that's the, oh okay you know I mean? yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah. Um. Also too like to be like to like full disclosure like we definitely were part of that I think too of that whole culture of like pretending mm-hmm. to be someone you're not and then also like actively trying to convince everyone that that's what you are. Yeah. Um. When we're, I mean, but I mean, how do you, I, it depends on how you want to view it because we're driving around in Mercedes in a th- three million. The thing is, home but like we were joking about it the whole time, that's true, and we weren't purposely drawing yeah. attention to ourselves like this dude was trying to get people to look at him yeah. for a reason no, that's fair. to make him to make him feel like he's cooler than he is or to try to convince these people this guy's sick like we were just joking joking about the whole check us out we're in a Benz thing no that's fair um but yeah no i i'd agree i think the biggest thing in terms of uh is like what do i miss about it and i kind of covered a lot of it just like whether or not it's like that i feel like just in a different space the weather for sure agree um, just like the, it just feels more laid back. Yeah. I think that's something too. And it kind of relates to all of it, obviously ties in, but like just, I ne- and part of it again was not working obviously, but I just kind of felt like even if I was working out there and would be able to go back to that and again, get, bring some of the home amenities there, have a computer. So like on those nights where I'm just like, listen, I just want to watch TV. I just want to get online and watch a bunch of YouTube, play a bunch mm-hmm. of video games and just like zone out. But I can go and walk year round and be outside in jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a sweatshirt or something yeah. or in the summer, you know, shorts and a t-shirt or whatever and not worry about that. You know, I, I joke about it all the time. It's like, it's, it, it's way easier to be vegan in LA because you just, there's things you don't have to worry about. Obviously there's other things you do, but, um, just, just the even keelness of everybody of just like, mm-hmm. no one's really like, everyone's just trying to make it. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you know, I'm not really any different than you other than like the end goal looks different because it is different. I think, but yeah, the process the whole, isn't the whole. Everybody's trying to make it. It's like there's less, there's less judgment, maybe. Yeah, you know, it, totally. I don't know how I'm trying to preface this, but like Midwest values, um, you got to do this a certain way. You got to do this a certain way. Mm-hmm. You got to become this. Follow this path. There's not really that out there. Yeah, and so like no one really gives a shit about like what you're tr- necessarily trying to do yeah. uh it's just like you do you but we're just out here living yeah at least that's like kind of i don't know if that's just that so right way to do no, it. no i get it i think kind of like how i read into it was misery loves company and so there's a lot of people that when they when they didn't get to either go about it the way they wanted to or it didn't work out the way they thought it was going to or they're just in a place where in general they're like either not happy or they're just not where they want to be they tend to want other people with them in that very much like the misery loves company thing something that randy and i used to talk about all the time of just like trying to be in your own headspace and not worry about what other people think i also think the midwest values thing going back to that when we talked about that a little bit out there where it's like so many times it's you have to do it this way in mm-hmm. this manner by this time and then 
once you're successful, then you can start to change things and tell us like how like you get to go about it because you've already proven it. Right. Where out there, it kind of just felt like, no, man, like there's plenty of people that don't make it and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. It's more, I felt like out there it was, it's about what you're doing and how you're going about it. Less about like, the less about goal. the means justify the end. More about like, no, the process is everything. You got to fall in love with the process of what you're doing. Where here, it's all about like, what are you ending at? Okay, but where's the success part of it? Like, okay, what do you have to show for it? And I just, I think when it looks back, we look back at like why we started this, why we started Double OTW, where it's like, there's so many of the stories where, yeah, the goal was to make it to this point or to this success thing or this traditional definition of making it. Yet there's all the stories of people that found success and happiness and like all the values that people actually do talk about wanting. Mm-hmm. And we don't ever talk about them because we classify them based on those Midwest traditional value norms of eh, small success, eh, but didn't go the system or the way that it should have been. Or they could have did this or that. It's like, right. how would just be happy for them? And let's just like hear about it and like just really like vibe off of stories and storytelling and like just mm-hmm. hearing other people finding what's important to them and how they went about it. And then also like when it didn't work out, but then they were able to like redirect like what that itself is like success. Mm -hmm. I think there's just so many more examples and like, uh, like people showcasing that out there. And I just felt that. And that's, I think what I mean by laid back of it's cool, man. If you do make it to the top and you do become all these things that the traditionalists say, it means you made it awesome. Good for you. As long as that's what you want. Right. But Along the way, if you find that, you know what, this works for me too, just as cool. Mm-hmm. If not, maybe even cooler. Right. It's understanding and, yeah, just the process, like you said, rather than the boring shit in between here. Well, at least what it feels like, it's just doing boring shit to see where you end up. Yeah. Rather than living the process and then whatever happens at the end happens. Yeah. Especially when it becomes like a, such a comparison model too of mm-hmm. like my success needs to be measured against yours. Otherwise, I don't know what it means. Like th- I would argue you just need – that sounds like a – you need to look inwards instead of outwards. This sounds mm-hmm. like an internal versus external problem. Yeah, problem. Not something that like – you need to start there versus starting whether or not like you're doing things right or wrong. But um, transitioning out, kind of last thing here, recapping – recapping out there just the day-to-day stuff um mm-hmm. looking back now being back is there like one thing maybe like one takeaway or one thing that like you wish you would have done or like something you did maybe even that you wish you would have did differently i think which i think we have written down to talk about this story but if i ended up spending the money on the jacket <laughs> right yeah if I knew I was going to spend mo- the money I was going to spend on the jacket, I might have looked to spend it on something else. A different mm-hmm. item. Okay. Like a Louis bag. Would have saved me money. I see what you're saying. Um, but it also might have cost you more. You might have found a Louis bag for 2500 No. You don't think so? No, they... Uh, they top out really at two. Or, or for example, I'm not. You know, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, but like, <clears throat> if I could go back in time, maybe I would. I was like, all right, well, I know this money's gonna get spent. What? And instead of having it more impulse based, mm-hmm. if I'm just gonna spend it anyway, maybe yeah. I'll be methodical about it and buy something else. Sure. Not that I regret the purchase no, by no, any no. means, but like, yeah. The timing of the it. The timing all. of it. 
I, cause I was, yeah, because I now thinking back to that a little bit, it did kind of feel like after, like Sunday afternoon when you you showed up at the place, you had the shoes. Obviously, we knew about that was gonna be purchased, <laughs> but then you also had the jacket, and I kind of like let me know about that. And I was sitting there like, it did kind of feel like you were done for the week. Yeah, I, I, and like money wise, yeah, kind of were. Absolutely. Um, but then also it was like when we were on like Fairfax and stuff, uh, I don't know if it was because I knew I wasn't going to like spend a ton of money on it, really anything else. Mm -hmm. But like, honestly, when I was out there, I was like, I don't know if I want to go walk all the way down to round two. Like I didn't really like know what I wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I just found out that like, I don't necessarily know what I want to buy. I don't know if I should buy it anymore because I've been trying to invest in pieces now. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of like I waste a lot of money and waste a lot a lot uh, a lot of opportunity in buying like better pieces that will last me longer that I like more. Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. I get it all. But it's tough too cuz like you see the thing and you're like, but will I like this in yeah. a month? Yeah, I maybe it's just something about like the approach of it, like you had mentioned here, mm -hmm. where it's like the odds of that Gucci jacket still being there two days later, relatively high. Right. Right. I mean, it wasn't there forever, mm -hmm. and sometimes some of those decisions need to be made impulse on the spot. Otherwise, right. the answer is no. Like yeah. sometimes the answer is either yes I or no. Right now, I literally wouldn't have bought it yeah. had I not done it right there. Exactly. And, and I don't know if I would have spent the money anyway. Yeah. So yeah, exactly the other point where it's like. Just because I just because I don't I save the money doesn't mean I don't spend it somewhere else, or that I do spend it somewhere else. It doesn't mean it doesn't have any relation. They're two independent, uh, like events. And I think that's also something too for a lot of people that don't really understand it. They think everything's like the same thing. When really it's like no no no. If I buy the jacket or don't buy the jacket, that literally does not mean I use this money to buy something else. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean I don't use the money to buy something else. So it, it just kind of creates this like weird like jump off point. Right. Um, Schrodinger's cat. Oh yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Oh, I was trying to think. We're of not going to explain that. No, and if you understand it, look it up. You know that's a really. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's perfect. No, that's exactly yeah. perfect. Oh, I, yeah. It, nice. Nice. <laughs> that's a perfect way. Yeah. No, I. We talked a little bit about kind of like the main regret. I don't know if I could necessarily go there for me. I think if there's anything I wish I would have done. Um, I wish I was maybe a little bit more like ready and prepared to like going into a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I felt like not that I regret really anything in particular. Um, but just like when going to Venice, knowing the parking situation and yeah. not having to like park and then walk and like figure, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Hey, no, we should go to this parking lot or like, I wish I would have yeah. did more research cause I definitely had the downtime. Um, I wish I would have like known that situation. Like, Hey, here's how long the drive times are. Hey, like, let's go do this at midnight. Hey, like, you know, you know, just like, again, I just felt like we weren't as efficient as we could have been. And maybe then we right. could have freed some more time up or spent more time here. You know, right. it, who knows? But, um, it kind of relates a little bit to the, like, would I have spent the money or not spent the money? You can't really necessarily understand that. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of felt like there were a couple of things where I was like, you know, like maybe it wouldn't have been like a terrible idea to figure out, okay, we're going to go to this restaurant in Santa Monica, not because it's the greatest food ever, but just because we're just going to go here. Mm -hmm. And so then we need to park here, and we know this situation. The free parking thing we found out was golden. I don't know why we didn't utilize that more. That was pretty dope. Yeah, and so um, I think just kind of like 
not to make it more like a trip in terms of vacation style, but just to be in general more efficient. Efficient, yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Should I, I um, come back. That's fair. What mm-hmm. uh any any last parting shots before we uh before we get into 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 <laughs> the uh meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Uh I don't think so. It was a good trip. I think so too. I think it was worth it was definitely worth it. I there wasn't a day or like a moment that I was like this this was stupid. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. never crossed that didn't even like creep into like any thought process. Um Which sometimes it does when yeah, you're on trips. Totally. I uh, think uh but that's not this part. one. No, I I I was ready to go back this weekend. <laughs> yeah. If if I could if I could, like, I would. Yeah. I would just like fuck it, let's just go back. Um or wish we like I said when we were pre pod here in the production meeting, the uh wish we would have stayed like four days more. And maybe like, caught like a Laker game or something, or like mm. done something in downtown. That'd have been dope. We just didn't have any reason to go down there. No, you know what I mean. It's like in like so like, we would have gone down there and been like, all right, so we either get food and then leave or what? Yeah, and like why because are we here? There's not a whole lot to bum around no. downtown. Exactly. Uh, and it's just like if you don't need to go down there, you probably shouldn't. No, it'll just be more of a hassle. It's kind of like the Hollywood sign for us, where it's like, yeah. did any of us feel like we need to be at the Hollywood sign no. at any point this week? No, then let's not do it. Yeah, like let's just be smarter than, than the tourists and just mm-hmm. like avoid some of that stuff. Big brain plays only. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's take a break and uh, we'll come back and we'll get into uh, meat and potatoes, also Hell known yeah. as uh, Fairfax. All right, we're back. Uh, part two. Well, part two for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Short commercial break. Yeah, from our uh, from our sponsors, uh, Starbucks. Nice, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, this is a double OTW ninety six point five something light. Uh, we kind of hinted at a little bit in uh, the recap, kind of overall uh, portion of the the episode here. But um, big big part of kind of why I would s- for sure why you went on the trip. Yes. Um, other than kind of what we again talked about earlier with just kind of wanting to be out there, be a part of the the flow and part of the just kind of general vibe of, of what LA is compared to kind of what the Midwest is. But um, you had a quite a day when you flew in that first Saturday. With It uh, was a day. Is it an Avenue? Boulevard? Fairfax. What is it? It's a drive. Fairfax Drive. Rodeo Drive. Rodeo Drive. Were you yeah. on Rodeo or were you on Fairfax? Rodeo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Rodeo. Bad, bad, uh bad tease pre uh <laughs> pre live route there but uh rodeo drive not mm-hmm. to confuse with rodeo drive which no. does also exist out there it does um but yeah rodeo drive saturday walk me through it what was the uh was the <sighs> so agenda? yeah i mean once i landed um my friend cam she came pick me up shout out cam shout out cam uh and that was like the only thing i wanted to do on saturday that was the only like goal um, I didn't care, and I was like, you know, I don't really care what we do, you know, whatever, but I do want to grab these shoes. So, lo and behold, the goal was to go buy a pair of Dior B23 Highs, which are a super elegant-looking sneaker, um, a classic Chuck Taylor, but better. <laughs> so much. Because they come in Italian sizes. Come like I knew my Italian size, too, <laughs> which I think shocked the dude. Uh, come in Italian sizes, but also just have like a lot more um, like quality and detail to them, and just the colorway itself is just I, th- I think looks super nice. Other people might be like, dude, at the end of the day, that's just like a whitish Chuck Taylor. I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> but so yeah, um, ended up going to Rodeo. 
Um, a couple hours after I landed, we ended up uh, stopping by one of her friends' house. I guess they're my friends now, too. Oh, uh, I see them go. twice now. Yeah. They're slightly older, older couple. They just oh, got married. So you're telling me about this. Yeah. Are they younger than me, though? Yes. Okay. By like a year or two. Okay. Two at the most. Oh, okay. So this is where I was confused. When you explained this to me the first time, mm-hmm. so this is the guy that works and the girl that's the nurse. Nurse. Yeah. Um, I totally didn't get this. I didn't mm-hmm. get the connect on it. They're the ones that share the other bedroom. Where? Wait, so she has, because Cam has- Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so Cam has three roommates. Yep. All her age. Okay. Because they all go to fit them together. Yeah. Her school. So two-bedroom apartment, the four of those live together. Correct. Okay. We ended up stopping in West Hollywood. At her other friend's house. At her other friend's house. Oh, okay. Martha, she's 26. Okay. And her husband, yeah. Her husband's 26, 27, 28. Sure. uh, Project manager- Okay, um, so I was right originally. Okay, yeah. I, I th- that's what I thought. That makes mm-hmm. sense, more sense. All right. But, you know, kind of to chat with them, um, ended up going to the Grove to eat, just a hop, skip, and a jump from, you know, where they live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then came back, got some chips and guac with them at a little taco place down the mm-hmm. street, and then ended up making our way to a rodeo. I had a plan. We weren't fucking around. <laughs> we went right to Dior. Um, you know, and I went in and I was like, all right. And this is kind of where the story starts. Um, it's, it's pretty funny in my opinion, but also really kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I know, I already know what shoes I'm going to get. Uh, I know the colorway. I know the size, you know, I know everything. So I go there. It's super busy. I mean, Dior man. So Dior, the Dior franchise on Rodeo is split into two stores. Okay. Dior and then Dior Man. Yeah. Or Ohm. H O M M E. Yep. Yep. Um Dior Man is quite a bit smaller than the other store. Which makes uh, sense. Yeah. Right. So we go in and it's just packed. <laughs> Not packed, but it's definitely busy. You can definitely tell the workers are kind of scrambling. How many total bodies were there? Staff um, and inc- included. I think there were four or five staff members okay. not including security sure um and then definitely like 12 okay that's at, that's pretty good at yeah. least 12 it's one of those stores too where you're kind of like max you could probably have is like if two maybe three parties you're responsible for but three you're really stretching it honestly they shoot for like one-on-one contact yeah, yeah so like the fact that they were in charge of like three different people each was like too much yeah for sure especially with the clientele you're working with um Typically, anyway, so, you know, I just wait, um, and I was like, hey, can I grab these? Finally, some dude came up, and he's like, hey, can I grab you anything? I was like, yeah, I actually want to try these on, point to the shoe. I was like, I want these, and then I was like, I'm a size 43, and then I think that might have shocked him a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. that he had to, all of a sudden, he wasn't thinking American sizes. Yeah, and I knew down. the yeah, yeah. I knew the Italian size, uh, which they are in, anyway, so I go and sit down. And wait for him to come grab the shoes. Um, he comes, gives me the shoes, and I put them on. And then he's kind of, you know, watching. He's talking to me and Cam about the shoe. I'm like, I'm admiring them. I'm like, oh, they're so nice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the detail, whatever, the mesh, uh, everything. And then Cam is pretty, uh, like, starstruck, too, yeah, a yeah. little bit. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you know, I try them on. I get both shoes on, or at least one. And 
and I kind of I get up, walk over to the mirror, I look at them, and then I just like look at them, like, yeah, I'll take these, <laughs> like super casual, like, Whatever. all right, yeah yeah, 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 I'll take these, and immediately his personality changes from like, all right, like, are you what are you what's next to, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> this guy's actually spending money, um, and for those who don't know, uh, these shoes cost a pretty penny. But that's fine. There, there's a comma in, in there's the, a in comma the price. in the price tag, so immediately attitude change. Not that he was treating me poorly by any means. He wasn't. You know, he was polite, but he wasn't. He wasn't selling you. No, yeah. you know, and I don't blame him. Yeah, the fact that you're on Rodeo Drive, it's a tourist attraction, yep. and then you get these all these tourists coming in wanting to try on designer clothes and then not buy anything. Oh yeah, that's got to get old so fast. Oh yeah. So, and the fact that later, um, you know, he's talking to us, they're understaffed that day too, Mm -hmm. also must have sucked. (laughs) But, you know, immediate attitude change. He um, asked if Cam and I want anything to drink, and he comes back with some, you know, sparkling waters. I'm like, sweet, you know, thanks. Um, And he's asking, you want, what can I grab you anything else? You know, this and that. I was like, actually, you know, I think I'm going to take a look at the. Um, new collection a little bit more. He's like, oh yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> just let me know if you need any sizes or anything. I'm like, cool. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much the the main part of that story. It was just like the attitude change and just the whole experience. Oh, was for sure. Sick. And you, and you mentioned it, and it's like for anybody that's worked kind of that retail, but even retail, like just a customer service thing, where mm-hmm. it's like so much of that is just based off of pretty much like you know, I, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not gonna work. It a lot of it's a misses. Right. And then when you get that hit though, or that person that's going to come in and buy, especially when they like, you really didn't have to do much. You just all of a sudden just like, well, what else can we do? It, it's, yeah. just, it's just so funny. Cause like, yeah, exactly what you said. Like here's two younger 20 ish somethings walking in who for all they know is just a bunch of people from fit or mm-hmm. USC or UCLA bored on a Saturday afternoon. Like, let's go check out Rodale. Let's yeah. go check out Christian Dior. <laughs> and like, yeah, let's try some shoes on. And he's like, whatever. Like, right. Do you have enough money for it? And then all of a sudden, like, we'll tell him, like, oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one question I did have out there for you, though, were these shoes that uh, if you knew your size mm-hmm. and they didn't fit right, like, there was, it was slightly, because I've had shoes like this, too, right. where it's like, I'm not, not any shoes with commas in them, but, like, shoes that just, you know, shoes are shoes. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to, like, basketball shoes or, like, you know, athletic shoes or whatever, where it's like, I really like them. The alternative is booty. Yep. But they don't fit right. Like, there's something off. I can make it work. That's not the issue, but it's not going to be comfortable. It's like kind of what my current basketball shoe situation is. What would you have done? I thought about this. Okay. Um, And for people who have tried on, like, a Chuck Taylor or, like, a Converse high top um, silhouette shoe or even just a Converse high top in general, they don't f- feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the bottom of the sneaker is so is much firmer, much more firm, and the like ankle area is a lot more flimsy. Maybe is the right word. Not flimsy because it's not cheap, but it's it's loose. Yeah, and that's just because of the mesh material that's right there. So it's definitely different. Uh, and at first, when I first tried them on, I was like, I know I'm a ten, which is a forty three exactly. Uh. It felt a little snug and a little firm, but I'm like, that's probably just how they are. Yeah. Um, and for a second, I was like, maybe I should try on a 44 
But then I was like, ugh, now we're like getting like too big of a size. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want like that looseness. I wanted them, to, if anything, to be a little more like tight. Because I knew like my foot was like the perfect length. It was just like different. And yeah. I was like, they're just feel, they just feel different, you know? So I was like, whatever. Um, when I was walking around, it, it wasn't like they felt bad. Mm-hmm. But had they not felt right, I don't know what I would have done. Okay. That, yeah, because that's, that's my thing where it's like if I'm set on this is the pair and it doesn't feel right, it's very hard for me to walk away. Yeah. I'd much rather just like, you know what, hopefully I can stretch them out or mm-hmm. like you can wear them into a certain point. It's I've had some that works that way. I've had some, like the current shoes right now, it's not it's not working. No. And it's time to abandon ship. Mm. But like they, it's, again, they're serviceable. Yeah. But it's not the experience that like – you were I, hoping I signed for, up for right. It's funny you say that because the following day, which I'm sure we'll get into later, because mm-hmm. I also made another purchase the following day. The following day, I wore the shoes, you know, just like I would any other pair of shoes. Yeah. Uh, and about an hour and a half in, they started rubbing wrong, and Ooh. I was just like, "Fuck." Yeah. Like, is do they just is this how they're gonna be? But uh, that was my first initial reaction because I even had a pair of shoes that like I got blisters from or like rubbed differently what, in years. Where, where like specifically was specifically it was on the side of my right foot, side like of that right foot. under uh, my pinky toe, like on Ooh. the side. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. And I was like really worried that every time I wore these, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like these are just I'm not gonna be able to wear these for more than an hour. Yeah. But then I was like, Ian, you're being dramatic. They just need to break in. You know, you're just not used to wearing anything but Vans. <laughs> Which is true. And that, yeah. You know, and then um, yeah. four hours later, five hours later, after thinking that, I forgot about the like rubbing or whatever. Yeah. And then the next day I put them on and wore them. I didn't feel anything. It was fine. Good. Yeah. So I was like. Would you probably have still bought in 43s? 44s you try on, it's like the length isn't right. There's. It, it's yeah. not better. 43 I would have still bought 43. Still at the bottom. Yeah. Because one thing I really hate is that if shoes feel too big lengthwise, yeah. it drives me crazy. I get that. Because then I start thinking in my head when I look in the mirror that my shoe, I, I'm looking, shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate that. Yeah. And so like that that would be like in my head. I'm like, oh my God, everybody thinks I'm wearing clown shoes. Yeah. Um, something I, I still worry about the 43s. I, something I don't have to worry about over here. And I think I wear like nines. I'm not a tall dude by any means though. But like it... I get that though, because even like I've had in the past, like I oh forgot my shoes or something, like borrowed somebody else's or whatever. I think there's a soccer game that like somebody gave me like an extra pair or something to wear for that, and they're like tens or something like that. And I just look down and like this just looks so s- wrong, just weird, just off. And I'm sure nobody else thought about this but me. No one yeah. else did. I also don't like the Grant. Sli- I wear pretty much exclusively like sneakers, mm-hmm. so um or tennis shoes or whatever you want to call them. Um. To the point of like I sock tan line since I was twelve years old. It doesn't mm-hmm. go away. It's it's there right now without yeah. any sun. Doesn't matter if it were sandals. It it's there. It's it's the same sock height that I've again. It just it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandpa actually had it too, so I kind of feel like it's kind of like a badass thing. But like, <laughs> uh, it's kind of beside the point. But um, no, it's just like no. I just I yeah it. I I get the like getting set on it. And especially for your situation where you're like, 
I was sitting on these for six plus months. And you're like flying out here basically to like purchase these. Yeah. For like a very specific thing. And been like, yeah, I I probably yeah, I probably would have bought them too. And just said like fuck it. I'm just Fuck gonna deal it. with it. If it is if it's meant to be, it's not. And the thing about those shoes too is like, yeah, had I bought them and then I tried wearing them and it just didn't work out, I could have sold them. And yeah. if I really wanted the money back that bad, I could have lowballed them and they would have gotten eaten up right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably could have gotten seventy over seventy five percent of my money back. I would think. Okay, so you you're sitting there like this is a pretty safe purchase. Yeah, I mean. It's not like I was going to lose $600 on them. That makes sense. I probably could have sold them used one time for 9 to 1000, okay. 900 to 1000. dollars Yeah. So like take off 2 or 300. Yeah. That's fair. What uh did you did you go to other stores Saturday or was this Sunday that you went back out? Um we did after I made that purchase, um did I ever tell you about the book? But a Saint Laurent book. Really? Yeah. No. So yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so um so yeah, after Dior, I was like, all right, well now anywhere we go, we're gonna be treated not as some tourist. Did you get the bag? Because I had the bag. Yeah. The big ass bag. Yeah. Um Did you keep the bag? Have the bag. There you go. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh so I was like, all right, well, Cam, this is kind of our opportunity to be like, you know, actually take a legitimate look at some of these other stores' collections and stuff. Yeah. Now that we're not just going to be like pushed away or ignored if we have a question about something. So we ended we ended up going to like Saint Laurent, and I actually bought it like a men's. What was it spring, summer twenty, um, like catalog not catalog, but like fashion book. Yeah. So I had like a bunch of different outfits on different like celebrities and just models of, like, different outfit combinations and that kind of a thing. Um, it was, like, 40 bucks, but it's this fucking fat book. Yeah. It's, like, this thick. Damn. It's, like, a solid, like, Is inch it one of those, like, half. table readers that you throw yeah. on a coffee table? And oh, it's yeah. Like, okay. And, it, I mean, like, it would, it definitely looks like a sick coffee table piece. Yeah. You know, that I could just probably have forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool. It's, like, if you have enough of those, you're just, like, let's just, like, look through the years. Kind yeah. of, like, a nice, like, almost, like, a having, like, a history, like, landmark piece yeah. book thing like yeah, yeah i get that mm-hmm. i don't know i my whole thing too is like if it's under 100 bucks i don't think it's a bad purchase no i just don't i 100 bucks to a 15 year old is different than 100 bucks to a 20 year old keep going up yeah. by years you could go up by months sometimes yeah. even where it's just like it honestly you're Doesn't not gonna matter. miss that hundred dollars because you're gonna spend it on something else yeah or yeah exactly or it's like nickel and dimed away or you're gonna lose it or you're gonna do that one thing that one time that was really stupid mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't matter. It, doesn't it just matter. really doesn't. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I was in the search for, like after that for like a, a pair of socks from somewhere. That's right. You're and I couldn't that. find them. Where do we find that one pair that you're like really uh, not golf? I thought golf was booty, by the way. Yeah. Not excellent. No. There's a place where you're like, oh, I could get a pair of socks here. And they're not cheap. Hmm. Where were we? Um. Anyways. Acne? No, because you just looked at the that the pants at Acne. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess we didn't really go anywhere else. Mm-mm. It might have been golf. Either way, I was not impressed with it. I, I yeah. didn't get it either. No. Um, I kind of understand what they're going for. Uh, although I don't think the current collection needed to be so tightly wound. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I get it. It's like, 
you know, it's a collection at the end of the day, and you're trying to uphold a certain status for it and stuff, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like a shop on Fairfax. Yeah. Which Nothing is cool. crazy. Yeah. I, did, I mean, I like the store. Like, I like the layout and everything. I thought the store itself, it's cool. Um, little storefront, but the pieces I would never buy golf. No, Le Fleur. Actually, never is a hard word. I might buy a couple of the pieces that I've seen that's come out. Sure, but not my first um, go-to by no, any means. That's fair. So then rolling into Sunday. So rolling Jack was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, quickly, kind of double back real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we ended up going into like, you know, Saint Laurent and you know Chanel and Gucci. And Louis Vuitton, and um, somewhere else maybe, Super maybe not. Yeah, we, we, all, all the high ends. Yeah, we were just kind of browsing, seeing what places had. Um, and I just wanted—I personally just wanted to see like an actual in-person experience of the collection and of these pieces, and like feel them and, and, and be treated because you have the bag. Be as, treated like a, not just being like stared at, like get the hell out. Like yeah, like that yeah, I'm not sense. buying anything, but like. I couldn't, you know, try me, bitch. I'll yeah. buy something right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, make you feel stupid. Uh, little uh, pretty woman. Yeah. Yeah. Little Julie Roberts action. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah, I just really wanted to get, like, a hands-on feel of some of these pieces. Makes sense. Because I can't do that. Yeah. Um, can't do that here at mm-hmm. all. It, it's kind of... Literally impossible unless you go to Burberry. And that's, like, it. The only one. Yeah. Would be cool if there were some more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of one of those things we talked about a little bit of just like whether it's on the boardwalk and I think and I just keep going to boardwalk I think is what it is but like Venice Beach um, whether it was on Fairfax a little bit somebody seeing some of those shops and stuff like that and um, the Grove even a little bit where it's just like having like a storefront like that experience here just doesn't it's just it's, it's a not- lot of mid tier to low end like brands that have yeah. their own stuff and it's like it it doesn't feel like personable Mm-mm. it just kind of feels like washed away with the masses yeah and that's what i did enjoy i i yeah i mean i'm not gonna be able to go in and tell you like oh it's this collection or this piece from this piece right. or that's not really what i'm about but like i do enjoy just like connecting with the space and with the the items as an experience and like I, just being in that kind of again like that mindset I'm in love with shopping at <laughs> designer places because yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I can be in a space where I can appreciate, I can heavily appreciate most of the time the the fabric and the way each pieces are crafted and the overall like theme and idea behind them. Um, and then like either talk to someone about that or having the salespeople like also acknowledge that and just you know yeah. like that one on one. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, um rolling into Sunday was so Sunday, yeah, I'm still with Cam. Um we kind of just chilled out in the morning and then ended up going out to find me cologne. That was kind of the thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um buy some cologne. Had never bought cologne ever. I have not. We talked about this when yeah. we bought it, but yeah, we can um, talk but about yeah, it. Yeah, I had too. never yeah. bought cologne yet and I was like, "Ah, oh, maybe I will." So that was the goal. Uh, we ended up going to Beverly Center, which is like Beverly Hills big mall. Um, okay. Pretty large. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Definitely bigger than. Uh, Comparable to the Grove. Or bigger. Bigger. Bigger than the Grove. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I That's think pretty so. Good. That's pretty good size. Um. If you add up 
the square footage, it's probably equal to like the Rosedale Mall. Like Rosedale. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, it's stacked different. It's stacked taller because the parking situations stacked underneath mm-hmm. or on top of or whatever. Sure. Um, so it looks a lot bigger, but I would say probably it's probably the same size. Okay. Same number of stores, but being be- being in Beverly Hills, they have nice stores as well. They mm-hmm. have a majority of what's on Rodeo in this one, but we ended up going to this place called Bloomberg's, which is kind of like a designer or upscale department store. Okay. Ended up buying some cologne there and then bought some more cologne there because I got suckered in when we <laughs> went up. Like I literally bought some and then we went up the escalator and I was like, oh shit, there's some right here. I mean, I smelt it and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Run it. <laughs> and then bought that. And then we were just kind of browsing. <sighs> Ended up going into Gucci, um, which I really liked this that store mm-hmm. a lot better than the other one on Rodeo. So there's one on Rodeo. There's one on Rodeo. And there's the one in Beverly Hills. Correct. In the Beverly Hills Center. Is better. I liked it better. Um, okay. The one on Rodeo is a lot like fancier and yeah. prettier or whatever. Sure. Uh, but... I feel like they didn't have as much in store. This would make sense. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of like a cool, like, when you're in a place like L.A., yeah. coming from the perspective of Gucci, right, mm-hmm. or something like that, where it's like, that makes sense to me. If, on the tourist one, let's put the the cliche, traditional, like, yeah. items, but let's make it the experience of, like, tourists and, like, mm-hmm. we're upscale and we're kind of elitist. But then to the real... To the to the real LA folk, mm-hmm. let's get another place somewhere else where this is where you come to buy shit. Yeah, the everydayers, and then I think so. I, that that makes that's, sense. To that's me. the feel yeah. it was. They had more um, in house ready to wear garments, and just a lot more selection. They had like every shoe <laughs> that they have available. Yeah, in store there. Which was crazy. Did you were you tempted to buy another pair of shoes? I was tempted to buy some of the shoes because the Gucci sho- Gucci sneakers aren't as expensive. As, you can as get you're, as you're rocking Gucci slides right now. I am. Rocking <laughs> um, we're not purchased in L.A. By the way, we're so. not. I, no, there weren't. This is a, they're not not purchased on this L.A. trip. No. Yeah. Um. I mean, I could have gotten a pair of Gucci sneakers for like six hundred bucks plus tax. Pretty good. So like half the price of the yeah. other shoes, um, but like, no, I, it's hard for me to buy those Gucci sneakers because I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, like I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, ah, I need a pair of sneakers. I already have this, this, and this, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to add one more. Fuck it. Yeah. That's kind of what probably what I do. They had a pair. I will say this: though, they had a pair. They're not continued anymore Ooh. that I would have bought if they I, had your size if they had my size I think okay. um there were like $900 but they were dope would this have been in lieu of the jacket or would it have been both wouldn't have been both okay but they were these like kind of wider sneaker um and then they had these like jewels on them and I don't know how to describe it but they were these jewels like draped over the top and it was super it was crazy <laughs> it was crazy that was yeah that's I wish what, I wish I would have went Saturday and Sunday with you to these places 
Because, nice. again, like, I wouldn't have bought anything. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about that. Like, it's, again, about kind of the whole, like... Seeing it. Being in the same, like, mental space and then also, like, physical space as these people that this is just going to Macy's. Mm-hmm. This is just... I need sneakers. I'm going to run to Dick's Sporting Goods. Because, right. granted, they're not probably wearing Gucci sneakers to the gym. But, it, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Same it's concept. just, again, when you get to, like, remove the kind of like call it label or categorization or, or like thought process of like this isn't every day for me and then you get to like for a little bit at least it's mm-hmm. kind of like the lottery ticket thing we yeah. always talk about where it's like for two three hours after i buy a lottery ticket i get to imagine and live in a world where what if though like what if what all if? of a sudden i get 117 million dollars after taxes what like here's what i'm always gonna do and like that like exercise to me is like it's not one I can get addicted to because it's, it's not real. And I, I right. can identify that once it hits that point of like, oh, man, nope, not real. But bef- up until that point. It's it, whatever. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's like, just it, how, the other, how, how, the, how the other half lives. It's yeah. just it's phenomenal. And it's I get that, too, even when I still go there. And even because I see I see some of these guys in their head to toe design. I'm like, fuck. That's just you know, some pants that's for just them. that's just some pants for them. Yeah. And. Granted, I think I'm in kind of that weird in between, in between like I can't fucking buy a shit ton of designer, mm-hmm. but I can save up and I will go spend my money on this because that's what I want to spend it on. Yeah. And then you have those people that won't ever spend it on, don't understand it. So I feel like I'm in that weird in between. So I get to live in both. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah, I see. I saw people go in there and their head to tell them like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, we roll into Gucci and we're just kind of looking. And, um, me and Cam start talking to a sales associate and we're talking, we, we end up talking about this big leather trench coat they have for their new collection because it's a Disney, uh, collaboration. Um, and it has the Gucci insignia monogram all over it. And then it has Mickey Mouse all over it as well. And right next to that was this like light jacket, um, that I ended up purchasing I was like, "Oh, this is sick." I probably said that out loud mm-hmm. and or something. I was and then Cam was like, "Yeah, that's right up your alley." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which it honestly is. Um it's something I would fucking wear. Mm-hmm. And then of course the lady's like, "You want to try it on?" And in my <laughs> head I was like, "Might as well." Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you're just in that space. I'm in that space. I was yeah. like, "Might as well." And yeah. I tried it on and it was the perfect size. Like I didn't know my Italian chest or like top size, mm-hmm. but I know it now because I tried. I was like, oh, "Fuck!" I think I said that at one point. I literally looked in the mirror. I was like, "Fuck!" And then you know she she, she knew she had she you. knew she had me. Um, and Cam Cam initially said like, "Wow, that fits you really great." Yeah. That might have been like the first or second thing out of her mouth. And I was like, "Shit!" And it was. And at that point, another sales associate was looking at, like, with, you know, talking to me about it, too. I was like, it's over. And it was kind of at that point where it was like, I had it on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's always already over in my head. But, yeah, felt like a glove. I wore it out because I wanted to. Because I wanted to. <laughs> they actually offered. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Because finally I was like, yeah, I'll take it. You know? And then. Yeah, yeah. um. She's like, sweet, let me um go get like a bag ready or whatever. And she's like, Would you like it in a in the travel bag or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah, or yeah, would sure. you or would you like to wear it out? And I was like, 
Yeah, I'll wear it out. Yeah. You know? Did they clip the tags for you and everything then? Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, they, these don't even have, t- it didn't even oh, have, yeah, they don't even have tags. Why? You don't need to put them on. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, it the clothes too, probably, right? Yeah. Point. And I mean, there's security, so ain't nobody fucking leaving. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but there was a price tag on it, so they must have been a tag. Stickers? No. Where was the tag? On the tag inside, maybe? No. There must have been a tag, and she took it off when she put it on me. Okay. That must have been it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, and walked out with it, and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I was, I was low-key. I'm going to be honest. I was shaking when I bought it. <laughs> it was that purchase. They were like, this is, I did not plan for this, and this is this The is most expensive thing I've bought ever. Yeah. <laughs> were, the sh- were the shoes not? The shoes were 12. No, the shoes were the most expensive thing at the time when you bought it. Uh, no, my computer. Okay. Oh, so liter- literally, not like not clothes-wise, just literally the most literally expensive thing. the most expensive thing I've ever <laughs> purchased in a in a one in a one stop. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's I was funny. shaking. Oh, that's funny. Like when I was like putting my card, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. holy fuck!" <laughs> and it. And I don't think, and I wasn't like that with the shoes because I knew going in. But that was a, that was like I said, six plus months. Six plus months of out, looking. Like the money aside, like it wasn't like a purchase. It was just like a redemption. Yeah. This was like a, oh fuck, I'm buying this shit. Oh, I'm actually buying this shit. Buying yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm one of them. Yeah. It's like that, like it's like that rite of passage, almost so that initiation in of like you just gotta go drop. You just gotta go bands. drop a couple <laughs> bands on a jacket. Uh, what a. As kind of to like, there's not an easy way to transition this, but as we kind of do a little bit of, we start talking about like superbia and mm-hmm. stuff like this of like, do you feel like in terms of like storefront experience, again, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier yeah. with that of like that feeling of the one-on-one, the personable like mm-hmm. exchange. I would more than anything love to get to that point. Yeah. That's kind of like the, we it have could the, be It could be a seriously like a six by 17 narrow ass rectangle what's the what's the one that has the it's like japan only has like capital i want to say it i don't i don't know off the top of my head i think they finally built a store u.s um it was uh virgil what what was his thing where it's like off-white was it off-white Virgil is off white. Yeah, or? no, but there's something else that I, I think I think it's Virgil, mm-hmm. where he had the Tokyo shop is just this huge office looking room, right? It's big. Mm-hmm. It's prop. I'll paraphrase now. I, yeah. I don't know specifics, but the space in my mind, from what I'm remembering, was like 1,500 square feet. It was like shaped a specific way. In the middle, like back of it, there was like kind of like a sculpture. In front of the sculpture was just a plain empty desk with like a laptop. Mm-hmm. And then there's one rack of clothes, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the whole store. It was just something like that. Grant, the space is big. It's kind of like the whole thing is the collection's part of the art, and that's yeah. part of the space. And we redesigned the space for the collection. But the collection was all that you could buy was one rack. Yeah, and it was what was on the rack is what we have, and like it was whatever. I'm pretty sure it was Virgil. That seems like, like something he would do. It is that something like kind of what you're saying when you say like yeah. six by seventeen of like it's not a ton it's of like stuff. A, it's like a white. It's like white on yep. white or. In my head, like I've thought about like how I would personally design a storefront. Mm-hmm. It'd probably it'd be white walls, white ceiling, with you know 
white lights hanging down, some sort of hanging lights, and then like a concrete floor mm-hmm. with industrial pipes for the uh, hangers, and then like a rack of clothes on each side. Yeah. And then a desk in the back, and that's it. And then like a back room or something. But like that minimalist, you know, you're here for the pieces, uh, you know, maybe like some sort of like couch or like uh cushioned seat in the middle for trying stuff on and then like a mirror or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like offering that, I'd love to get there. That's maybe it's maybe it's and, fear of God. Oh yeah. I, my, Jerry yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah, it might mm-hmm. be it might have been that. But um either way, I the more I get into like superbia and like mm-hmm. everything about it the more like the physicalness of it and like the like the intangibles of it's not just this Mm-mm. it's so much more and that's like to me like what i get excited about we were talking a little bit off pod about kind of like both of us trying to like figure out how we're gonna wake up tomorrow morning without the ocean and without like the the sun and everything mm-hmm. um and how like I got more and more awake when we were talking about like designing like the website. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Because like again it, it's dumb. And I know it's a cliche and you can say, you know, cliches are only cliches because they're true and go all to that stuff, but like the whole like you know, the it's not work when you're doing something you love or whatever, however that's phrased, right? But I think that to me the more I think about that, the more I find it to be true. Mm-hmm. but you really got to find it. And there's a lot of things you think you love that you don't. Yeah. And that's the bigger thing where it's like, no, no, no. The like interconnectedness of like all of this is to me like so fascinating and mm-hmm. truly def- definition of fascinating. Yeah. Not just like, Ooh, fascinating as he takes a bite of it and out. Like, yeah. you know, it's like it, not that it's more like the whole, like, this needs to look like this because if it doesn't, then this doesn't then make sense. Doesn't. And and that's why we designed it to look like this. And for these people to, st- it, all that stuff is like, so like, like just like mesmerizing for me to think of. And like when I start doing that and just mm-hmm. like little simple stuff, like for the, the website thing, I'm like, I was just talking about mocking up a page of like, yeah. oh, we're going to make up this and that. And like, as I was doing it, I had of like, fuck it, we're not going to make it up. I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. And it's just like, cool. Now, am I going to wake up at 9 a.m. and go do that tomorrow? I don't know. But, like, the talking about it mm-hmm. and that feeling of, like, truly the gears actually, like, starting to, like, go is, like, I... it, it's tough to, like, describe. But, like, when you get to that point, that's where I'm, like, so sure that, like, there's some luck involved. Oh, absolutely. For sure with everything you do. But, like, this, take the luck component out, has the, like, highest level of success, like, probability that i've of anything i've ever done or Mm -hmm. been a part of and that's like something that's like when you find those things like that's the that's the thing where it's like man that's what really gets you going throughout Mm -hmm. the day not get you up getting up is a little different but get you going throughout the day gets you going speak i just wanted to say this on air i guess um i was thinking about the some like the spring summer commercial even if it only ends up being like 15 seconds Mm -hmm. it starts off with a like a ride behind of someone skating fishbowl lens like two seconds in 
superbia in white. It's got like a white wash or blue wash, yeah. light blue wash to the video. And then boom, in white, it says superbia, like spring, summer 20. And then it transitions because that the whole like skateboarding thing's part of the spring, summer collection. Yeah. And then you can go into however the, the shoot goes, but like, and like the initial starting of the video as like a fishbowl or fish eye. There we go. Fish eye lens. Yeah. yeah. I think would set a really cool tone for yeah. the, the rest of the video. What? Speaking of Superbia Skate Team and kind of more maybe Superbia as a whole though, but like as you look back on this like six day trip, mm-hmm. like where, because again, like we, we talked about it on that Monday when we were mm-hmm. out there, had a solid like hour and a half, like just like, meeting that's yeah. like the best way to describe it sometimes yeah. it's conversations sometimes it's like dialogue it was a meeting it yeah. was a good meeting though it wasn't something mm-hmm. that could have just been an email um but like using that whole week of i know i felt like inspired of like this is directions of like where i want to take things but like where do you see like superbia going like next i even from the start and even more now I, i'm trying to and I don't want to copy Virgil and what he's done and mm-hmm. his take on it. But, like, from a real perspective of, like, me, I'm fascinated. Like, I truly am fascinated and want to only, you know, want to dive deeper into, like, designer fashion. Whether that's just, you know, understanding how they made each piece for the collection. To actually just, like, being able to buy designer clothes. Um, I want to, like have that designer like not mentality designer like feel to like like a streetwear brand to like an everyday brand and I don't know how to portray that necessarily like I know how I want to portray it but like how do I oh sorry um communicate that and I'm trying to get superbia there whether that's just how whether those aspects just come out and how the Instagram is done mm-hmm. or how the um like the videos we shoot for it are done to you know what the pieces look like and that's kind of how I've been trying to design some of the stuff I don't want it to be that like traditional streetwear like grungy or like loud mm-hmm. I want it to be kind of look simpler enough but, like, also kind of elegant. And that's why I'm so, like, picky is because I'm, yeah. like, where is that where is that balance? Yeah. To where, like, I've seen some designer, like, you know, designer brands put out some dumb-looking t- screen-printed T-shirts. Yeah. You know, they have. <laughs> um, Burberry has a deer. There's, like, a baby deer on a yep. T-shirt. And I'm, like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Um, I'm not just a fanboy. That's just dumb. You know. I'm, yeah. Uh, so like, I'm trying to like create stuff that's mimics that designer feel, but like at the end of the day, it's a, it's like a streetwear brand. Yeah. Or, you know, and I'm trying to take it more and more towards that, and I want it to feel like that for like a commoner. Yeah, because we, we talked about that a little bit out there on that Monday meeting, where it was like, a couple di- in a couple of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the same kind of general theme of that kind of concept, whether it was the when we do limited drops, there's certain items that we release at certain times that are yeah. repeats. But if you know you got this certain colorway of this certain T-shirt, it, it means it met and came out this time or there's only this many of them or whatnot. Um, 
yeah, I think that the commoner theme, right? That the common like every the everydayness of it, the mundaneness of everything, where it's like the to down to the superbia skate team, like the skaters we want to build it around from the, the everydayers, just the everydayers from the from day one. Doesn't mean that on day one hundred we don't have some guys that are like popping off in the X Games, which would be super sick. Yeah, but you know what? We're gonna pump the same amount of energy and just like overall like. I hate using the word love, but like love for emotion. Like, yeah, like just connection to the everydayers as we do to the X gamers, as we do to the the dudes just starting mm-hmm. off. That we feel represent what we're going for, and right. what we're going for is and, again the the everydayness of it. And even and even too, I think is cool is that like the skate team aspect can target a completely different market and can change in a completely different way than just what Superbia is. Oh, totally. you know. Um, and kind of going off on what you said is like after this trip, where do you see Superbia going or whatever? Uh, this guy I follow, Ken Ijima, okay. I think I'm pronouncing his last name right. Um, Japanese designer mm-hmm. of a newer, newer brand, um, in 2019 called Vuja Day. He straight up went from not having a brand to straight up creating like pieces so, like, not just screen printing shit. Like, he is manufacturing actual garments. I think it's so dope. Yeah. And he's in Japan, which you have to understand, if you don't know, Japan, is it's a lot easier to get things manufactured there because the the way they manufacture things is just on an incredible level. Like, the quality that comes out of Japan is literally next to none. Yeah. Yeah. They produce the best garments in the world, like above European, yeah. Italy. You know, you think of these brands coming from Italy. Japan, I would argue, has the best quality because hmm. they're doing it traditional by hand. Yeah, like you know, all these textiles that they're making are made still by hand, and it's all traditional and shit. I mean, Japan's a traditional country. You know, at the end of the day, still, I would yeah. argue. Totally, and that's something we kind of not necessarily at the media, but we've talked about before in the past of like traditional Midwest traditional value values, mm-hmm. especially American based, are like 150 years old. Yeah. Versus like you talk about Japanese traditions, we're talking thousands of years. Thousands of just like we we've, we've been, been as around this. like as long as the United States times ten. Yeah. Like we've had ten. Like if you count what like where we've come from, 76, 1776 to 2020. Japan's done that like eight times over. Yeah, and like it, it's it's just nuts. And so they, yeah, it's so like uh, he's been able to. I mean, I think and it, in Jap in Japan's smaller, sure, clearly than the U.S. Yeah. Um, not to say that makes it easier to like have resources, but like I think it's known that Japanese clothing is like a bigger, easier thing to find. Maybe I don't know. It's a lot. It's a hell of a lot more expensive. I think when you start thinking of a, like the the not even the resource thing but the manufacturing thing and how it's set up, um, you, and then I I don't know about the labor laws but I know the labor laws in America make it significantly more difficult to mass produce these things and over there for whatever reason and I I don't know anything about it, so I'm not speaking mm-hmm. from a place of knowledge but it it just to me off the top of my head would make sense that like hey listen they're allowed and able to do things that are different I don't know how and it might mm-hmm. be very humane and it might be very like systemically efficient um where just it isn't here yeah and whether that's the size of the country physical or not i don't know 
And the fact, but like also too, the reason why a lot of shit isn't produced in Japan is just how, how expensive it is. Yeah. But you're paying for the quality. But anyway, yeah, I'm like, so back to what I was saying. Um, so this guy named Ken, he's creating super sick pieces because mm-hmm. um, he's been a fashion buyer forever, I guess. And he's finally just creating stuff and he's creating super dope work. Nice. And I just like find a lot of inspiration in that. Yeah. And the fact that he's actually just like going out and creating pieces. Granted, I from the looks of his videos, he's got a pre, he's got a corporate job and it's looking like he's making some decent decent cash mm-hmm. to be able to do what he's doing instantly, yeah. you know, and to be using the materials that he's using and all that jazz. But yeah, I mean that's just inspiration for me and like a crazy goal that's probably not attainable. Um, but I would love to work for is like year year and a half be able to manufacture like a pant mm, yeah i it would be cool if just again this is a thought that literally came after you said the word mm-hmm. pant so it's not like it's refined by any means but kind of give you guys some insight into how like some of our meetings go is, is this kind of stuff it's just there's no microphones mm-hmm. sometimes a phone's recording it for our own like record but like it'd be cool if you could like if you had the ability to manufacture a pant, right? Like a, a specific kind mm-hmm. of like sweatpants, right? And so then every superbia sweatpant is just specifically that. The designs are different. The coloring might be different. There oh. might be some like the pockets might have yeah. a different texture. But like the the layout or like the formatting the silhouette of silhouette now that it's not just that you're buying superbia sweatpants. It's these sweatpants are one of a kind. Oh yeah. Of like that's, if they were blank grays. One hundred percent the goal. Oh, that'd be yeah. It's just like that cool thing. Like hoodies tougher. Sweatpants. I don't know if it's been done. Like it. Mm-hmm. it it, it I mean, obviously I'm not yeah. saying that like it, it's definitely been done, but mm-hmm. like again, where it's just like I think people have gone after hoodies. Yeah. I don't oh. think people have gone after sweatpants in the same way that it's so that much easier to sell hoodies. Yeah, than sweatpants, I would argue. Oh, for um, sure. Which, which is why I'm so glad that I found this production company reporter because, mm-hmm. like, granted, these are like higher level blanks, and at the end of the day, they are blanks, but the quality is unmatched. Yeah compared to anything else you can go out and buy. Um, so, like, I'm super stoked, and they're finally rolling out more colors in 2020, which is sick, so you can exper- I can experiment with nice. that, too. But, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Like, the silhouette. And there's, you know, certain aspects that I would love, you know, to hit on, you know, like the cut, mm-hmm. how it drapes on, you know, the body. Um, but a lot of it's just, like, the cut and shape. Yeah. I would love to just, like, create my own. Yeah. No, it's dope. No, for sure. What uh, as we kind of wrap this up, what what's next for Superbia? What's the uh, I know we 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 usually mention stuff, but I think it's another again, and as we kind of go through these first few like episodes, I think there's gonna be a lot of me mentioning or like phrasing things in a way that sounds like, hey, listen, we we might say a lot of things, but th- th- or when we say things, it's giving you insight into how like the process is going. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. Of like. There's a lot of times we set goals and they're not big. They're mm-hmm. really like really actually kind of like minuscule. Oh yeah. By in by nature, but like or in nature and we don't achieve them because there's just stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And like one of them is like when we set dates for some of these drops or like this is what I'm thinking for this and then all of a sudden the next episode it changes. Like that's a real real time process. Yeah. And I think that's like a good insight of like why does it keep changing? Let's see if we can pick up on themes for it, but going forward with that mm-hmm. kind of digressing a little bit but 
kind of what's what's next for Superbia in terms of what's the the plan or the rollout here? Um, get these. So I ordered sample tees. I want like the the blanks or whatever. Um, I should get those in this week, and then I mean I guess the next goal would just to get these samples made mm-hmm. of what's dropping in spring summer twenty, um, which is like what April May mm-hmm. drop roughly. Yeah, yeah. Because like I guess a little insight. I'd love to drop the first one. I wanted to do three small drops. Yep. Um, first one being like end of April, early May. Do one in June, mm-hmm. and then do one like late July. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so like. So get the samples made, and then once the samples come back, and they're going to come back great because we're uh, stupidly optimistic, um, and they're going to be perfect because if they are, they made everything easy. But then it's just getting people to wear them for photos, announcing the first drop date, and then just buying them, reprinting, and going, and then dropping, I think. And then in between there, obviously, you have, like, marketing and taking photos and videos and shit. But, like next goal would be getting the samples made so that way first drop spring summer 20 and I think well I don't know whatever I'll say is I'm gonna try to like market so like the three the three shirts that are gonna happen mm-hmm. I'm gonna preface like when I drop the or when I post the um like the designs on the Instagram however I do however that happens I want to preface as like this is spring summer twenty, but this isn't necessarily that's all that's dropping. Yeah, and I'd love to like keep hinting at like a skate team without explicitly saying superbia skate team. Yeah, August fifteenth, twenty twenty. You know. Yeah, yeah. I or like I was kind of thinking like if I can easily print on these sweatpants on the front. Imagine like a basketball short with superbia on the front. Yeah, like these sweatpants. Yeah, but with. And on like a basketball short, like the mesh. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen Simple it mesh, printed. Like I've seen it. Like a, I'm visioning this as again, this is like in real time, like a mesh, like a really simple mesh, like basketball short with the drawstrings, like black shorts, white drawstrings, superb across, and like seems like a very lazy, like screen printed, like yeah, where, like the holes of the mesh. Yeah, yeah, hits yeah. The holes of like the superb or whatever comes mm-hmm. across, but like that's the point of just like they're just everyday shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking, like I could probably. Th- that could probably be done, you know? Yeah. And then if it could be done and it's easy, if you know, I mean, like, drop two of them. Yeah. Put up two for sale. Yeah. So, like, I'd love to, I kind of want to, like, hint at that because I think that's also kind of something I'm realizing. Is like, I think I definitely need to experiment. The more, there needs to be experimentation, mm-hmm. even if it's on, like, a, we only have one of these. If someone wants to buy them, go for it. Yeah. And see, like, what the response is. I think they call those sample sales. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's a lot of, like, they'll have, like, hey, we got a couple of these, couple of that. This is what we tried it on. Here's, you can see it in these ads. But because it just, it just didn't work. Or it inspired something else mm-hmm. that we did sell. But we just have a bunch of extras. If you just want, want essentially Buy one of a kind stuff. We're, not, we're just pretty much selling it for a cost. Like, it's yeah. it's it's cool, it's, but it, it it's not the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also talked about just giving that away yeah. and, or, and or like to our like uh, ambassadors, mm-hmm. um, especially for the skate team of like, hey, that's the kind of stuff of like, we're just going to send you this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do it with it what you want. If you want these to be your like painting slash mowing the lawn shorts. Go for it. That's fine. Like, that, that, that's like, cool. Take them. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, probably experiment. Yeah. See what the response is. I like it. No, yeah. I I think we're we're gonna go into Superbia Skate Team and Venice Beach, uh, the skate park and stuff. I think that might be, 
its own thing because I got yeah. like a bunch of stuff from off of that that I wanted to kind of dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe have John here for a little bit of that when he uh, when he finally sobers up from his uh, week long drinking excursion. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, he uh, it was fine. But uh, anyways, I think I might do it. Yeah. Like parting uh, so. parting shots from you. Um. Everybody should go out to L.A. It's not stinky. It's not dirty, as some people tell me. I'm like, you haven't been there. Uh, go there. Go look at fashion stuff. I'm always an ambassador for that. I don't know. That's fair. The <laughs> uh, spring, uh, spring summer collection coming out April May. Yep. Hopefully we get some. Uh, should see a uh, drop list in March, and marketing start in march exactly so until next time it's been uh double otw 96.5 something, something light something light <laughs>